0: I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show and this radio show is about law of attraction and it's a radio show and article that I've been wanting to do for a little while because I know that there's a lot of debate out there about law of attraction and law of attraction obviously is the big buzzword with spirituality and creating our lives and there really is a big quandary out there about it. And many people remember the movie The Secret. And The Secret was pretty amazing. It was a big production which brought law of attraction information to the world. And many people ran with it. It really resonated with them and they were excited by it. And it worked for some people and for other people who tried to visualize their future, the non-turning up of what they desired left them even more disappointed in life. Many people that were sharing Law of Attraction principles as a business benefited hugely from the movie The Secret because it made what was often thought of as new age fluff so much more real and mainstream and Abraham Hicks was one of these messengers. In relation to many standard Law of Attraction principles, Many, many people over the years have messaged me this. Your program, Melanie, is all about going into the wounded parts. Isn't that contrary to what Law of Attraction tells us to do? In fact, when I posted asking people to come forth and grant their version of Law of Attraction on my Facebook page, one member posted this. I've been struggling with this exact thing, Mel, and it's kept me from doing my modules. I've completed four and have not not done five because I feel good and I don't want to go back to focusing on the negative stuff. But no, I need to claim it to get rid of it. Every time I go to sit down and do the module, I just feel icky because I don't want to go there anymore, if that makes sense. But I know that going there is the only way to not be stuck there forever. So my intention is to talk about this, that exact topic in this radio show, as well as much more regarding what I believe about Law of Attraction. So I've had quite a personal journey with Law of Attraction and I've been studying Law of Attraction since the 80s with a great deal of enthusiasm because I really wasn't content to just have an average life. There was so much more that I wanted to create and experience. Also, I found that as life progressed, there were many things I didn't want to continue living anymore. Certain life circumstances, my own habits and reoccurring disappointing events. The title, Law of Attraction, wasn't really known back then. The term for it was Manifestation or Creative Visualization. I studied intently everything from Shakti Gawain to Florence Shovel to Napoleon Hill. And it took me many, many years to realize the more spiritual principles of Law of Attraction. Eventually what I realised was that manifestation was not just about positive thinking. It was also about gratitude, service. And not so much about getting something to feel good, but rather feeling good first and foremost in order to attract what was desired, rather than just trying to bring it to you with visualising. After many years of trying to force my will. I also finally realised what many law of attraction advocates know, that it was usually when I surrendered and no longer needed something to come that it would show up. Identically, if I did not have much of an attachment to something having to manifest, and was excited and keen to create this in my life without empty ego attachments, I found it often manifested very easily especially when I felt confident and worthy on these topics. However, it wasn't until narcissistic trauma and deep daily spiritual inner practice and recovery that my journey with Law of Attraction took on a more profound and what felt like a much more connected level. This level became the incredible partnership of co-creating with a higher power than myself. As a result of so much pain in my life, I was truly forced to seek out this relationship because it had got to a point where on my own, I could not sustain a relationship with myself or life anymore. So this relationship with God source life, whatever your version of a higher power is, was not only healing for me, it was totally necessary. Without it, I know I wouldn't have lived. And in many ways, this relationship healed the impossible. Psychological and trauma conditions that I was told I would never heal and could only hope to manage with antipsychotics. Creating the space to align and bringing in my connection with this higher power on an often daily basis, and I still do that nearly daily, saved and changed my life beyond description this has given me my true self and my true life however to create this partnership I had to make space in my body first it was clogged up with fear, trauma intense shame and huge abandonment and rejection issues the bottom line of all of these inner traumatic wounds was the agonizing belief. That this higher power had abandoned me, rejected me and totally forsaken me because I was bad. I believed I must be soiled, no good, non-deserving and a total disappointment and failure. Otherwise, why had all this bad stuff happened to me? It wasn't until I was able to dig all of that stuff out and release those erroneous beliefs which had been so painfully responsible for so much destruction in my life that I was able to clean out space to create my true loving connection with this higher power before then I did not have the room for it which totally meant I didn't have the consciousness to accept it not when the poison of my previous wounds was controlling my thoughts and feelings and behaviours. The relief, love, joy and freedom of creating this relationship as real in my body, knowing that I am adored, supported and loved unconditionally by this higher power is indescribable. It was also essential for the deeper connection to law of attraction that I experienced. So what I believe now about law of attraction as my own development progressed and it's never ending and it never will end I realised that co-generating with a higher power in alignment grants access to a lot of power. I learnt through a lot of trial and error and hard life lessons that gratitude Grace and peace was absolutely necessary. The necessity to be love and grace, rather than try to tap into this power when egoic, small, fearful and needy. We can't bargain with God or plead to God. We can only be God-like, which is nowhere near the version of God-like that narcissists portray. It is not that egotistical, narcissistic version. And throughout my life, I learnt the hard way that if I wanted stuff to fill a hole within me for egoic small reasons, which meant someone to love me to relieve me of my lack of self-love, or more money to relieve me of feared poverty, and more money to buy stuff that would grant me more appeal and approval with people, That even if I got these things, my choices and creations would turn out to be disastrous or these things would be taken away from me anyway. I realised that being in alignment meant being humble and surrendering over my version or what I thought I wanted to what the universe had access to which is unlimited, divine permutations and possibilities that our logical, limited mind couldn't even begin to fathom. Doesn't it feel gloriously expansive, the thought of getting ourselves out of the way to let magnificent possibilities flow through us? I think it really does. Our ego judges They demand our egos attach, which are all narrowing energies, which I believe doesn't allow the universe sufficient space to truly operate. By stark contrast, if we are anchored in our true worthiness, which totally means making peace that all of existence, our higher power, unconditionally loves us simply because we exist, rather than condemns and punishes us, then we can ignite something really big. There is another necessity, however, and this is understanding the worthiness of oneness and knowing that the true source is our source. We are co-creating everything out of the quantum soup directly with life, and this means, as adults, that we need to give up the needy false dependency beliefs that a specific person or thing is our source of survival and creation. If we're doing this, we hand our power over to false substitutes. And we all know what it was like to assign narcissists as our source of life force, love, approval, security or anything else we assign them to be. And maybe, maybe this is what necessary devotion to God really means. The recognition that we are creating direct with the true source power itself. For better, consciously, or for worse, unconsciously, which requires us to create this connection as healthily as we can. When we do have our connection to source established, we can be whole and content now, rather than empty and needy, yet excited about expanding out even further. And not because expansion is a condition of our life, rather because it just feels great to do so. When we co-create with our higher power, the ability to be more, more loving, more creative, more expanded and more divine mission orientated, we can embody the excitement and inspiration of being aligned with the true power of the universe backing us. Then we know for sure the thrill that we can feel cellularly in our body of I'm becoming more than what I was previously. I'm evolving, growing and expanding and I can feel my future and truth of where I'm heading even though I don't know the details yet. This I believe with all of my heart now after progressing through lure of attraction understanding that the field all of life is teeming with well-being, flourishing and nourishing and we need to be as open, emotionally healthy And literally as radiant as we can be to receive this abundance and well-being. Which is impossible if we are clogged up with pain, fear and trauma. One of the greatest things I realised about manifestation was, when we have a desire to be more than our previous self for divine reasons, and then generate that desire to grow and expand from our heart, absolutely we can manifest. One of my favorite manifestation mantras is this. My whatever I desire supportively expands my ability to love more, my personal growth and my life's work to astonishing levels. So what this means is when our will aligns with divine will and when it is authentic rather than egoic, the magic happens absolutely. Being authentic means we are not doing a trade-off with a higher power. We are not demanding, bargaining or pleading. Rather, we are becoming. And we're not taking Rather, we are aligning with giving even more of who we really are. When we realize the quantum base note law, we are all one. We realize true, healthy giving is always to self. When we be it, authentically embody it and outpour it, it will come, which really means more of myself is showing up. And that's what life has always been granting. However, learning this and being it can be two different things. And I certainly couldn't just reach this understanding and more importantly the authentic embodiment of this principle without a lot of setbacks and not without doing a lot of work on myself. Okay. So I want to share with you some of my easiest and most disappointing results with Law of Attraction. Years ago, I was able to make manifestation occur easily in some areas of my life. Ones where I'd always been able to be fairly confident and positive. And by working with affirmations and some visualization processes that I could embody and feel as real in my body, I saw positive growth that I knew was not mere coincidence. I also recognised in myself when negative attitudes abounded, situations would get worse. If I started having money fears, invariably a horse that I was training would require a vet or a fence would need repairs. Or some random thing would go wrong with my car. I made the connection. Somehow I am creating this. I also became very sensitive to realising that people who were complaining and blaming were generally unpleasant to be around. And often there was many new things appearing in their life that were unpleasant that gave them more to blame and complain about. I was a very busy person in life. And apart from reading, which I loved, I thought that acquiring the knowledge and using the tools for a few minutes every day was all I needed to do. And for the most part, in many areas of my life, this was true. And generally speaking, there were very few physical, practical goals that I couldn't achieve. Yet, my relationship issues continued to range from disappointing to disastrous. What I found is that if I tried to affirm or visualize what I wanted on the topic of close intimate relationships, I felt blocked. Or if I persisted, I felt fearful and agitated. Or I felt like I just couldn't access the feelings, thoughts and visions that I wanted. I felt like an alien, truly, trying to access something that felt foreign. What I hadn't understand at that point was I had no ability to see what I wanted because as yet I had not seen the parts of myself blocking my beingness in regard to it. The truth was I had so many painful, fearful programs trapped inside of me that were sabotaging my success in personal relationships that I simply could not access healthier knowing. So then what I would do is stop trying and just keep busy with the things that I could feel and visualize. I talked to people about this issue of manifesting loving connections and they suggested many processes including Louise Hay's affirmations and then later Esther Hicks' Law of Attraction work and obviously I thought I just wasn't doing it right. Or maybe I just wasn't trying hard enough, yet, despite every technique and way to do law of attraction that I found, I still had the same painful blocks in my way. I just couldn't feel and believe what I wanted to so this was a little story about what I sort of thought had happened with law of attraction when I met my when I met the narcissistic husbands. I remember distinctly just before the narcissistic husband came into my life, after yet another disappointing relationship ending, I thought, okay, so this is it. I'm supposed to be single. It's just going to be me and my son. No future life partner for me. And in some sort of weird way, even though it was painful, I resigned to that being my lot. And I let go. And then by the craziest of synchronistic events, within days, the man I was going to marry appeared on my doorstep with his sister, who I knew. Two days later, I knew I was totally in love, quote-unquote, and I was going to marry him. I was spiritual. I was into self-development hugely at that time of my life and what I really believed was it was my total surrender that had caused the universe to hand deliver my perfect partner straight to me. I hadn't even had to leave my home. So here he was, the man who had everything I'd always wanted in a partner. And yes, we all know how that story <laughs> turned out. So what he really was, was not the divine match of the highest expression of a love partner for this lifetime, clearly. What he was, was the direct match for the wounded parts of myself that I'd never been able to previously heal. He represented a huge smattering of the painful beliefs and trapped painful wounds in my subconscious to do with love and relationship, the wounds that have been there for a very, very, very long time and had been responsible for the list of painful relationship experiences that I had been the common denominator in. But of course, at the time, I merrily and intoxicatingly went along, naively believing that after being so spiritual and metaphysical and doing tons of talk therapy, reading every single book I could get my hands on regarding self-development and attending many workshops and seminars, that I was all sorted and this was my reward. What I hadn't yet realized is there is a very distinct difference between the mind and the subconscious and there was a very powerful reason why I had difficulty every time that I tried to focus on positive thoughts and feelings and visualizations regarding a truly loving, connected, glorious relationship. Why couldn't I achieve these feelings myself? Yet, yeah, of course, every relationship that had showed up absolutely provided these feelings. So not really realising the answer to that question, why can't I on my own anchor into these feelings? Not realising that answer was exactly why I had stayed asleep to what was really going on. So let's have a look at the Law of Attraction Surface Principle The law of attraction principle is whatever we focus on increases in our life. This is true. I know someone dear to me who says I will never get a car park at busy times. And he doesn't. I know some people who complain about people cutting them off on the roads and state so many drivers are stupid. And I know they get in road rage incidents a couple of times a week at least. I also know I can't remember the last time someone cut me off on the road. It was years ago, and even if it was last week, I probably wouldn't remember anyway. Because since learning about Law of Attraction, I refuse to give something like that my energy. Law of Attraction is the quantum understanding of a fundamental truth of nature, which is energy. And that everything on the physical plane is made up of energy. So when we give something energy, we give it life. When we realise energy isn't just a physical action, we realise the power of thoughts, feelings, which are known as emotion, is also a powerful energy. So the word emotion means energy set in motion. What I've learned through my metaphysical journey is the surest way to have something show up in your life is to despise it. The energy of resentment is very powerful. And we think we might be saying no to something but we're actually saying yes to it. Another energy that causes things to come in our life is fear. Hence the saying, what we fear, we create. I know if I don't want to bump into someone, within days I'll be saying, crap, there's so-and-so. I really don't want to talk to them. I know if I fear being unprepared and late for something, exactly that usually happens in the weirdest of ways. I had that experience before I left the Thailand. By total randomness, My passport fell behind my bed and that nearly caused me to miss my plane. I also know that if I fear confronting someone that the conversation will generally go pear-shaped. Even the greatest sceptic on the planet can't dismiss that if you walk into a room where two people have been fighting that you can cut the air with a knife no matter how cordial they pretend to be. So... If we accept that unseen energy is real, we can start acknowledging its power and that it can make things happen one way or another. If we deny this and do nothing to be positive, we will surely see the results of a very powerless, painful and problematic life. We may all know people like this, people who are clogged up with terminal resentment, blaming, shaming and victimhood maybe we've spent periods of life like that ourselves and aware enough to admit that life sucked when we were like that but can we just switch off the bad feelings and become positive? maybe we could for the simpler things in our life which we don't feel traumatized about but what about the deeper stuff? What about the stuff like my inability to focus or feel and dream real love on my own without someone showing up and temporarily and artificially giving me those feelings? Why could I dream, feel, visualize and know other wonderful stuff before it physically manifested? Yet the feelings for love were pretty much impossible. No matter how hard I tried. This is what some people posted on my Facebook in regard to Law of Attraction. Okay, and this is the first post. In Conversations with God Book 2, he, Neil Donald Walsh, talks about how Law of Attraction goes two ways. Creating using the soul and creating using the ego mind. Creating using the mind is harmful to us because we're working on belief systems that may be harmful to us. Whereas the soul is crystal clear regarding who we are. It's not messy. It happens when you've cleared your childhood wounds. The secret seems more focused on the mind than the soul. God says in those books that you can never find him in your mind, but only in your heart. And the next one, I believe and teach that to be authentic and move forward our insides must match our outsides therefore when it comes to LOA we can only attract that which aligns with our inner belief and the next the law of attraction, as I understand it is that what we put out there is what we get back if what I put out and get back is negative to change that into a positive I must acknowledge and heal what needs to be revealed From the dark unconscious before the transforming of it can take place. So this last comment regarding the unconscious was the key that I was missing. You see, I believed. I can't see and feel love so I'll just stay happy with everything else in my life. Not indulge in any negative emotion about love. And love will just work out because I'm in a good vibration. I've taken law of attraction surface principles literally. Be happy and positive and happy positive things will happen to you. What I didn't realize back then is my subconscious is composed of incredibly powerful forces. DNA belief systems, survival programs and 40 million bits of information Energy operating per second as opposed to my logical mind that I thought I had control of, which is manifesting a teeny 40 bits of information energy per second. I hadn't realized that over 90% of my life was generated from my subconscious. On certain topics, my subconscious was healthy and manifesting identical results. But in regard to close personal relationships, my subconscious was festering with unhealed wounds bubbling under the surface that were driving my thoughts, feelings and behaviours as well as what I was attracting. That totally matched these wounds. I was attractive and attracted to those unresolved wounds point blank. And life was simply doing what life unconditionally does, which was showing up as more of myself. What I hadn't realized is the subconscious is not accessed or understood by mere thinking. It is accessed by feelings. Hence, when I tried to feel healthy, happy, glorious love, it was a non-event. When I actually did stop and face myself, what I felt instead was my love wounds. And I kept running away from those with distractions and addictions. The love wounds were the truth of what was going on in my subconscious. And this is what Facebook members wrote on my page in regard to the subconscious. Wishing my sore spots, dark blots, victimhood, blaming, powerless. And helplessness issues away without first owning them as mine is a form of denial and keeps me in a state of attracting more of it. They are not me, but they are in me. The more deeply I acknowledge the darkness within me, the more brightly the light is permitted to shine. And the next one, it is then that we can go inside and see why we we are attracted to and drawn to these relationships, and this is done internally. This is when the shift happens. The understanding of the inner self is important for the healing to begin. And the next, dealing with negatives has to be done. If they are not handled and we pretend they don't exist, it is like letting an infection go untreated. And the next, my thoughts. We are not focusing on the negative. We are expressing it so we can let it go for good. What we, repre- what we repress can make us depressed. That's very hard to say, repress and depressed in the same sentence. <laughs> okay, so the next. I first got interested in law of attraction about eight years ago when I read a book by Lynn Grabhorn called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. But I had very limited success because although I was unaware of it at the time, I had so many false beliefs that were sabotaging what I wanted to attract. Mel, I love what you once said about not being able to park a Ferrari in your garage when there's an old rusty wreck in there. And I think that applies to the LOA totally. You can't manifest your desires when there's a subconscious voice Telling you it's not possible or that it's undeserved. So what happens when we are prepared to go into our shadows? The parts of us that hurt and are painful and shameful that we would rather avoid. So let's have a look at that, working with Laura of Attraction at a subconscious level. There are so many great works about the shadows. And this is my deepest reading, development and understanding work done now in regard to Law of Attraction. Many, many great spiritual writers write about it. Osho most definitely was a controversial spiritual leader and there's some stuff of his I don't agree with. However, amongst all of the quotes regarding shadow work, this one of his to me is the most Poignant, And it goes like this. Why would you deny the mud when out of it blooms the lotus flower? I can't tell you how much I love that quote. And it sums it up totally for me. I get shivers of truth every time I say or read that quote. Because it's what I have personally experienced thousands of times, often daily, as well as viewed happen every day with people who work at shifting their subconscious, people in this community. I see incredible transformations, often instant, when the energy that was tied up in inner wounds gets released and up-leveled. In fact, I totally believe that within the shadows is our greatest gold to be mined, which is evolution, growth, emancipation, rebirth, compassion, authenticity, joy, inspiration, expansion, profound unconditional love and a spiritual development wisdom that surpasses anything our logical mind could ever create. All of these up-levels are waiting for us in our shadows. If we go there and lovingly face, embrace and transform these shadows. As Paul Levy wrote in his book, Wetiko, the wounds that seemed to destroy us are in fact handing us our greatest gift of total rebirth. As the late Debbie Ford wrote regarding her work, The Shadow Effect, she called it the transformative power of your shadows, the parts of you that you dislike and disown, the parts of you that you regret and repress, and the future that is waiting for you to be birthed. I believe the shadow work, the going to our subconscious and releasing the painful parts of ourselves is the most powerful law of attraction work we could ever do because we always just are working law of attraction whether we know it or not. We are always attracting and generating exactly the energy we're producing and the majority of this energy is not in our logical mind. It is what's going on in our subconscious If we were to just stay positive, that would require self-avoidance. Meaning we don't go to, we don't look at, we don't investigate or work within any of the wounded parts in our subconscious. Yes, it is normal to not want to face our wounds because that is what we've always been taught. Don't feel painful emotions and avoid them at all costs. And the costs have been addictions to something else. To try to ease the pain, whether that's TV, alcohol, cigarettes, an addiction to gaming or Facebook, having to constantly fill our calendar with company, or eating too many biscuits, junk food or chocolate cake. I believe the greatest cost is that we can't emotionally anchor into the emotions of wholeness, deservedness, positivity and expansive possibility. When we are constantly ruled by our inner demons of unresolved trauma, unworthiness and associated resentments, fears and grief. Have you ever heard anyone declare, I don't want to go back there, I've dealt with that. And if you have, you know immediately they haven't dealt with it, not really. They've only shoved it down and tried to suppress it. But whatever we repress still exists. And as Debbie Ford said, if you don't deal with your shadows, they will deal with you. And this is what Facebook members had to say about seeking out and transforming these painful inner beliefs. For me, it always comes down to having the courage to look, get out my flashlight, and shine it in the darkest parts of my soul. Only then can I see myself come out of denial and be healed. Then miracles happen and what I attract shifts because I've let more light in. And the next, you have to go inside and deal with the negative stuff or it doesn't resolve itself and keeps resurfacing. But once you, he- once you face it head on, things begin to improve and you can shift towards more productive things. And the next, there is something to be said about fake it until you make it. But from my own experience, until and unless we allow our negativity to bubble up and hang out on the outside, while we examine, choose to change, shift or level up our beliefs, we will continue to make small gains and experience setbacks of equal value. So I promise you in the past that I personally absolutely have been brainwashed into not doing the inner healing work by law of attraction advocates who convinced me at those times that I shouldn't be continually dwelling. Fortunately this doesn't happen to me anymore because I'm really really clear about what's going on. I know I am not dwelling. I know I am shifting, upleveling, and expanding. So this is not about regurgitating the same things over and over and over again and being stuck in them. It's about transforming inner wounds into true self-liberation one wound at a time. I'm going directly into the darkness not to have a pity party. I'm going in there to release the toxic energy and mine the gold. And every time I do this, I win a piece of my true self back. I win a piece of my soul back. That is what evolution is. And when we have energetic tools to do it, we can fast track our own personal progress in ways that logically just aren't possible. I sown found out in those periods of my life, when I wasn't going direct into my subconscious and shifting it, how stuck, rep- depressed, and in repeat my life was. This I believe with all of my heart. Our greatest goal is to create space inside us for the universe to co-create with us. And I mean that as a quantum truth literally. The power of creation is in the space. It's not in contraction. Space inside feels spacious. Yes, literally, it feels like inspiration, joy, excitement, peace, happiness, contentedness, and most of all, possibility. The possibility of reaching, becoming, expanding and experiencing more than what we previously had access to feel into what I just said and you will realise that if you are clogged up with wounds fear and trauma there is no space and in this clogged up toxic state all you can have is thoughts and feelings and behaviours that keep you in the quantum field of fear limited ability to grow, limited ability to expand and dense, painful emotions as well as people who match these emotions. And to me, this is what being in hell really means and I know because I've been there. And I promise you, no amount of mere positive, logical thinking was going to get me out of there, ever. In stark contrast, when we shift the junk out, bit by bit by bit, we become heaven on earth. Co-creating with all of infinity the expansion of more joy, more love, more expansion and being more of who you are which is really your true personal mission in life. Because we have opened up the space in our body to feel, flow forth and be these things. Then every topic that you've cleaned out the muck on, you can feel, visualize and imagine your true self path with this, even if you have never physically experienced it before. Divine wisdom and power does not need logical, real-life experience. If it did, no one would ever break into inspirational, new divine ground on any topic. The energy for it comes from within, from the connection to the unlimited well-being that is available directly from our connection to a higher power. So I guess you have realized what I really believe about Law of Attraction. And just before I finish off this article, I would love to end on one final note. And this final note is about the most dangerous thing I have ever seen regarding Law of Attraction. This mini conversation on my Facebook page sums this up and this is what a Facebook member wrote. Melanie, I have a question about how law of attraction applies to a relationship with a narcissist. As in how is it possible to stay in a positive light when you're in such a crazy and negative frame of mind all of the time in this type of relationship? yet Abraham Hicks states that you don't leave the person that's never the answer but that you just focus on the good and the bad falls away what is your opinion on this? and this was my answer I have met so I can't tell you how many people over the last seven years who have believed if I can manifest positively this person must follow in my experience I believed this too initially and it nearly cost me my life. There is no way certain people such as narcissists have the resources to change or can or will change. It is also a total falsity that they need to change in order for us to have a happy life. What I believe now is this. If they are not your values and truth. Move on and create truth with, with with what and who is healthy. Certain people came into our lives not to be life companions, but to be a part of the divine plan to help us heal, period. Trying to fix and change them is not healthy law of attraction. It is codependency. So that's it for the radio show and I would really love you to write your comments and questions about law of attraction and also share your personal understanding and experience of it if you'd like to do that and the blog will be coming out uh, Friday Melbourne time so you'll be able to read it and go into this more deeply and uh, post any questions or comments that you have and also I'd love you to know that I am the creator of the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program which has humbly helped thousands of people from over 50 different countries recover and empower their life after narcissistic abuse and within that program is the Law of Attraction principles that I believe about cleaning out our subconscious and bringing in that higher power, true self to replace the previous wounds, which has fast-tracked my Law of Attraction experience beyond recognition. And to find out more about the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, you can go to www.melanie.com Evans, so that's M E L A N I E T O N I A E V A N S dot com forward slash NARP, which is N A R P, and you can see more details there. So That's it from me, everybody, and I look forward to talking to you next week. So, bye-bye and lots of love.